All right, you guys, Bachelor Mondays are back, and so are we. No one asked for it, but here we are to give all the opinions you guys don't even want. Chris Harrison might think this is the most dramatic season ever, and lucky for him, we are the most dramatic people ever. So as long as you guys are here for the right reasons, we're all going to have some fun together in this season 25 recaps. Ashley, this episode was so interesting. I was actually glued to the screen. How did you feel? Um, I was doing my paint by numbers while I watched, but there were moments where I was twiddling my thumbs thinking this is boring. And there were moments where I was totally invested, but I cover that all I in my will. notes. Thank God you take notes. I feel like usually when I watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, especially at the beginning when you don't know everyone's names quite yet, it can get kind of boring in the middle. There's like a lag, but I feel like for some reason this season, I think it's Matt, honestly, is like the glue holding me to the TV because he is so damn charismatic. And I think he really like has a presence about him. Totally. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Sean Lowe and Matt are, I mean, no one can live up to Sean Lowe, but Matt's yeah, a close Yeah, Sean second. Lowe is just the pinnacle. He's the best that the franchise has ever seen. But Matt is doing really well so far and we're only two episodes in. So let's get into it. Without further ado, let me pull up the notes section on my phone, and it's titled eloquently, <laughs> let's see, Batch Notes. Okay, number one, TBH, forget about Matt. I'd be most excited to be around this many people again after being stuck in a pandemic. If oh I were God. one of the girls, I'd be thrilled to be drinking with so many other girls in my age bracket and like having totally. friends again. It looks so fun, and everyone at the <laughs> beginning always complains, like, I'm not here to be in a sorority. I'm here for love. And it's like, okay, but what are you going to do? Like, ignore everyone in the house? Like, might as well make friends while you're there and you're also with him for such a short period of time in comparison like you should walk away with some yeah, best friends totally i think it sounds so fun <laughs> i would have so many like best friends two of my favorite best friends are hannah brown and heather never been heather kissed. never been kissed who's going to make some type of appearance i know i know have you seen her in carlsbad no but i always think like whenever i think i saw her at some whenever music i would go to ali's once. church remember how ali said she goes to her church sometime I would yeah. always search the crowd looking for Heather Never Been Kissed because I feel like she'd be really nice if you walked up to her. Um, okay. My next point was, I wonder what intern writes the captions on these date cards that they pull out. Whoever it is, their handwriting is stellar. They always show it. Really I'm sh well, I'm sure that one of them is an intern and then they have someone doing the handwriting. It's probably separately. just a producer with good handwriting. They're like, hey, yeah, write, write down this card really quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They like type it out on the notes so on their phone. This episode started off with a one on one. I thought it was very exciting that there was two one on one dates along with the group one. I feel like there's usually only one, right? Yeah. So for the first one on one date, I'm pretty sure this this is related to the first one. But I said, "Holy shit, that girl's mom is pregnant." Oh, what? Oh, the girl. Oh, that? the girl whose mom got pregnant. That was the first one on one. And now the mom's pregnant again, and she's forming a new family <gasps> without the girl. Oh yeah. Okay. Wait. Let's back up. So her name is Bree. My first thought about Brie when they were going on their date, I was like, I've never seen this girl in my whole life. I did not I don't I don't remember her from night one, but she was really, really sweet and I liked her personality. She seemed pretty genuine, but she is so tiny. She's the size of a poly pocket compared to Matt, who is six five or whatever he is. Like it looks like a tiny little twelve year old girl standing next to him. I'm like, This is so weird. Did you not see that? No, I did she not notice. She is the size of my left pinky. Like, I swear. I'm like, this girl is so tiny. Like, when he leaned down to kiss her, he had to, like, bend halfway over, like, how I have to hug your mom. Like, I have to hug your mom. Remember when you would pull out India's clothes and be like, what kindergartner left these here? They're so tiny. Her crop tops were like a bra on me. It's fine. But no, 
Besides the fact that she is just half of his size, I thought the date was really fun. I can't even imagine going on four-wheelers in the mud. Oh, when they're cutting back and forth in between the date and then they're going to the girls all in the room, I feel like this group of girls are so immature and just a few of them are giving the rest a bad name, like in elementary school, how just a few kids misbehave when the substitute's there. So then everyone gets in trouble and the teacher goes off on you. That's how I feel about this group of girls. I'm the teacher. And this group is the class. I could totally see that. I like that comparison a lot. I feel like there are just a few troublemakers like there are every season. But for some reason, I don't know if it's like the quarantine year or what, but these girls are just so infantile compared to Matt. Like, why is everyone Uh 24 years old? That's like a year older than us, basically. Like, so freaking young. Also, I can't explain it, but something about these girls feels 2000s (laughs) to me. (laughs) <laughs> I can't put my finger on it, but something about them feels like 2008, and it might be Victoria. She's the yeah, princess the queen. One. That's like giving me those vibes, but I, I'm still trying to nail down okay, that point. We'll get fully into Victoria a little bit later, but let's finish up with Brie. Her family story is absolutely insane. Can you imagine getting pregnant at 13 years old? That means she had her when she was like 14. What the heck? And then, of course, she wants to have another kid. She's finally the right that age to do that it. Her mom is 37, <laughs> and she's 24. Like, they could be besties in another world. They probably are. They probably are because they're so close That is just age. so crazy to me. And I also feel like these girls this season and also on Tasha's season, the people, the contestants are really opening up really quickly. Like, you know how in past seasons people make fun of, like, one mm-hmm. time when I was 12, my dog passed away and it was really hard for me. And then Peter is like, it's like, thank you so much for opening up and being vulnerable. <laughs> Well, I feel like they're demanding it, the Bachelor and Bachelorettes. They're like, open up or you're cut. No, they totally are. And I think the people are being so vulnerable this year because they're really like needing the emotional connection coming out of this year where we were all so isolated. That's what I think. But also another thing that I've noticed is why does every single person that goes on The Bachelor always claim that they're so closed off and that they never like open up to anyone before and that it's so hard for them to like talk about their life i'm like you guys what the heck like i understand if some of you but like why is everyone so it's like so hard to be oh i think this was a point i wanted to make also so many of the girls are older than us and i it just blows my mind though how so many of them are just lacking confidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know you're in your mid-20s late 20s and you're going on reality yeah. tv and you're lacking confidence. And there's a difference between carrying yourself with like a lot of class and like you don't have to be in your face confident. Like the girl who's deaf. What is her name? Somebody give me a name. It's my freaking name. Okay. She's you can tell she's confident, but carries yourself with a lot of grace yes. and class, not like in your face confident. And then there's other girls that are just so painfully insecure by the way they're carrying yeah. themselves. And it's like, I don't know, you're going on reality TV. You know who up. else carries herself with class and is like a quiet confidence is MJ, the curly 2008 Taylor Swift hair. She reminds I love her. me Big of fan. Emery, our dear friend. Does she remind you of Emery? Really? I want to I want to see some more time with her. I feel like yeah. I haven't really... He hasn't had too much screen time, but I just feel like she's so natural and down to earth, and that reminds me of Emery. Oh, I think the... Is her name Victoria? I think she was talking about how authentic she is, and I wrote, no to self, authentic people don't say that they're authentic yeah, out loud. I'm just so authentic <laughs> and, like, so myself. She is truly a stain on this franchise. Like, we have had... <laughs> other villains in the past that people love to hate but she makes my skin crawl and also why is she aging by the minute like her skin is like sagging like what is going on with this girl's face 
Uh, who is telling Matt that she has to stay on what quota does he have to fill for how long he has well, to keep her on? Because they are not attracted to each no, other. I'm totally sorry. not at all. And remember, like, during the cocktail party, she was like, can I have a kiss first before we go upstairs? And he was like, sure. And it was, like, so transactional. And he just looked so in pain when he had to kiss her. It was very... It was very spin the bottle at 13 years old in your um, friend's parents' basement. Yeah, it was all really weird. And then she she just makes my skin crawl. And I know everyone's hating on her right now. And I also just like feel bad because I feel like she's really, really insecure. Like you can tell she was like, I just was thinking, what dress am I going to wear? Like, am I going to look fat in this or whatever? And it probably is really hard to be in that environment around all of those size two girls that are just so dang fit. And I feel like she's kind of on the bigger side, not big by any means, but compared to the other girls who are like the size of a twig, she's got some meat on her bones and that's probably like messing her up in the mind. I don't know. Plus, Kit's still like 21. She's younger than us. Kit's still 21. Of course, she's yeah, skinny. Absolutely <laughs> of course, her metabolism is quick as she hell. She looks like the actress from the, Cre- the Queen's Gambit. I I haven't watched it, but sorry. Well, do, you know, do you remember Split? Oh, Whatever yes. Whatever that yes. actress's name is, she had red hair in the Queen's Gambit. She normally has dark hair, I think, but her face is very similar to Kit, in my opinion. Oh, okay. my next point is funny. So this is how the girls as a whole act in about Matt when they're talking about him off to the side for their interview. These girls, I think they're in love with him the way I think I'm going to marry the guy who owes the door who holds the door open for me at a bar and I run to like grab it and I'm a little bit drunk and we exchange four words and then we never speak again. That's how these girls think they're gonna fall in love with him on episode it's two so already. True. Everyone's like, he's my husband. I know, it's such a shallow relationship that they all have. Which is my seven drinks in reaction to someone. That is so true, Ashley. <laughs> it's like these people have had like two conversations with him that lasted like, what, 10 minutes or something? Like how much could you really know about each other? That's literally the way I act when, or that we've all acted when we're 17. Yes. Or drunk. Take your pick. Well, the bad, the producers know what they're doing when they cast the girls because they know the kind of girls that they want to have on. And then those kind of girls. I would pay any price for us all, a bunch of average Joes like us, <laughs> to just do like an average version of The Bachelor. Like, you know, there's no, ex- there's no insane budget. It's just a bunch of us all dating one guy and just like no one's bullshitting that anything. That is so funny. I would pay to watch that for sure. <laughs> Like natural reactions. Yeah, that would be way more interesting than like this little crafted Instagram models that we have. But um, let's talk about the group date a little bit. Everyone in the wedding dresses. I thought that was really funny how they were doing the photo shoot and then they cut it off halfway and some of the girls didn't even get pictures with him until they had to go get all war painted up in the woods, which actually looked really fun playing capture the flag. Like I'd be so down for that. All I said about the group date was that I don't hate, is her name Mari? Mary? I don't know who that is. (laughs) At the end, she got like the best player award, so she got still like advanced, even though she was oh, on the right. losing okay. team. Okay, she's the Puerto Rican girl. I don't hate her. I like, I like her. her. Yes, but the Puerto she Rican had girl. My favorite dress, night one, the sparkly pink. Those are my only thoughts on the group. It date. just looked really fun, and I wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> but you know what I was wondering about the group date is how they were all in different wedding dresses, like different shapes and designs and everything, but they all fit the girls so perfectly. I, they must have had to turn in their sizes. I'm sure they turned their sizes in. I think before the sh- they even step foot onto the like the first episode right, but even if it's your size that doesn't mean it's gonna look good on you so i feel like they definitely had some type of behind the scenes like, yes so. because think of how many different body types there are there can be like a bunch of size two girls but they're all like tall short like long arms wide shoulders like it I, they all fit them so perfectly why don't we 
text our producer friend and ask. <laughs> like, we need the answers. <laughs> These are the things we think about at night. Yeah. Um, and then also one girl finally said a comment that I was like, oh, that was quick. But I was reflecting in my head. I want a funny girl on. How come none of these girls are yeah. funny or witty? No one That's is witty. That's so true. Where are the funny girls? Everyone is just trying to be nice and be liked. And there's got to be a witty girl in there. And maybe they're just not letting her say her witty lines. But there has you know to be who one. Was funny was Corinne. And she was the villain of, I think, Nick Vial's season. Yes. She was so witty. She was so witty. witty and and she funny. was like the villain of the season. But she was funny at least. And it was like entertaining to watch. Like, mm-hmm. whereas Victoria is like so cringe. Like, I can't even look at my screen when she's on. And you liked, what's her name, Corinne. You liked her even though yeah. she was the villain. She made herself you very likable. You wanted her to stick around. Victoria is not a good villain. I don't know. I hate to say it. Something about this season feels Walmart version to me. The villain is <laughs> like, it's just not like over. It's not what I was okay, looking for. Well, you know for. what really was Walmart version was Clarentatia's season at the La Quinta Resort. Where that was extreme. This is at least like extravagant, beautiful scenery, fall yeah. vibes. Like they're going on dates on airplanes. Like that's all very exciting. Oh, okay. I was going to say the airplane. The airplane one was very secondhand lions. Oh my gosh, it was secondhand lions. Okay, I really like Sarah, the girl that was on that date. And she's only 24 as well. And that just blows my mind because that's literally us in a year. And I'm like, wait, what? Like she was a broadcast journalist and then she she stayed home to take care of her dad. It was ALS. I felt like when she was opening up that's her story. story i was so invested in it i was like this girl is so cool i want to talk to her more about it i want i want to keep her on to talk to her <laughs> i want to be her friend how do we make that happen <laughs> but um her story was really good they really connected over it he could tell she was genuine yeah she's okay think- right now i love her and i love abigail those are my two top tier and um the one with the curly blonde hair what's her name again Yes, but I don't know her enough. She just seems genuine. Yeah, and there are a couple other girls that I feel like haven't gotten a lot of screen time that I think will get to be up there in the ranks once we see their personalities. Um, People love to hate on Rachel. I feel like she's a very polarizing character. She's the one that looks like Rebecca Black. But I think she's really pretty. She looks like classic old-timey Hollywood to me. Like, I'm really into her. Yeah, another thought that I had was um, Matt was getting mad because – the plain one wasn't opening up fast enough. What if you don't have a sob story to open up about? What if I, my That's biggest so regret, I was just talking about my biggest regret with one of my friends. My biggest regret is that I didn't go to some Stevie Nicks concert in London, that I passed up that ticket. It was just Tom Petty. <laughs> what if I was on the show and I was like, Matt, this is it. This is the biggest thing I got going on for me. I didn't go to Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty concert. Maybe I don't live with much regret. I don't know. But I feel like I'd be twiddling my thumbs thinking, what can I open up to him about? What can I make up to make myself seem... It's like applying to college. You're like grasping yes. for straws. Like some girls have really excellent, genuine stories. Rachel, is that her name? Others yeah. <laughs> have excellent. No, Sarah. Her name's Sarah. <laughs> okay. Everyone has excellent, genuine stories, but some, some like me, would be grasping for straws. I, my TikTok didn't go viral. Like I don't really know what I would say. <laughs> yeah, my t- my biggest struggle is that my TikToks are just not going viral. My senior got canceled, just like the rest of the world. Like I don't really know. <laughs> I feel like at that point, you would just have to kind of open up about your insecurities or like your passions yeah. going forward or you want what you want your future to look like. Like, I we can't all have a sob story. It's true. Like, it's just it's not meant for everyone. But they, I think the producers really do look for those people they with do. the good stories because it makes good television. And, and that I'm, makes sense. And I'm sure they don't give any airtime to the people that don't have the sob stories initially. Unless the, it's normal people, people, yeah. the normal people. <laughs> the normal people live semi-charmed kind of lives. Yeah. They don't get the same time. Blind type of lives. Um, 
<laughs> See, where are the girls with those quick comments? Anyways, moving forward to the rose ceremony. Um, that was a waste of my time. I was waiting on bated breath to see who was going to go home. And then the girl pretended to faint or black out or whatever. Wait, real quick, I actually. I pretended that was Sarah. That's our girl. Oh, okay. Never mind. I didn't realize who yeah, it was. Yeah, don't hate on her. And she was wearing the cutest little Barbie pink sparkly dress with the little cutout sparkles on the I was, leg. I was concentrating on my paint by numbers, so I didn't realize it was her. But um, real quick before that, it was cute. It depends on who says the type of stuff because the wrong girl says it, I'm going to yak. The right girl says it. I thought it was cute when Abigail was like, let's do our signal on group dates or whatever. Oh my gosh, totally. I was so into that. Uh-huh. But if it was the wrong type of girl that said it, I would be like, oh God. Yeah, and it was like he was so into it. You could tell that he liked the idea, and she's just so quirky and cute. And she's also very confident in herself, like you can tell. Totally, very self assured without being like over the top. And then what's the girl that has the beef with Victoria? Who Victoria went and told? Let's talk about that real quick. Someone, if I were that girl, was her name Marilyn? Oh my gosh, it was Marilyn. If I were, if I were so bad for, if I were Marilyn, I would just be like, listen. I don't want – if someone is wasting your time talking about me, that throws more about their character than me wasting my time talking about them. I'm only addressing it because you brought it up, A, and B, like this is disrespectful to you and me, that she would go out of her way and disrespectful yeah. to the whole room and the producers, everyone's job. <laughs> And that happens every season, yeah. like people talking about other people. But I feel so bad for Marilyn, especially because Victoria is so off her freaking rocker mm-hmm. that she is just reaching for anything to get attention. And Marilyn was just happened to be wrong place, wrong time, because, you know, all of the girls in the house are rolling their eyes when Victoria talks. And she probably just said one sassy comment that anyone could have said. And Victoria just decided to hate on her and tell on her, like, we're in fourth grade. Like, it was so weird. Especially the part when Marilyn was like, let's sit down and talk, Victoria. And she was, like, apologizing. And Victoria was like, I can't even handle the stress of this conversation. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Victoria and Marilyn was being so nice about it and so calm. And she's like, I apologize for making you feel the way that you feel even though she doesn't think that she did anything wrong, which she probably didn't. But then she was like, I think we can come to an understanding. Like, that's all you can do. Like, you hope to move forward. You get it all out there. You apologize. And Victoria just, like, wasn't having it. So what did Victoria want? Just attention, I guess. Yeah. And her dress looked like she was in fourth grade. Oh, my gosh. Everyone was hating on that dress on the internet, and they found it. It was on Revolve, or she got it from Revolve, and it was really expensive, and it's horrendous. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's really bad. So anyways, the ceremony... I mean, nothing to report. Nothing really happened besides the girl that I like. Yeah, I really wanted to know who the heck was going to go home. Waste of my time. (laughs) Yeah, I want to leave it on the cliffhanger and it's like, next episode, I'm like, dang it all. (laughs) Yeah. So all in all, my takeaway was that I would kill to be, if I were those girls, I'd kill to be there not to fall in love with Matt, but to um, get to interact with other girls my age and that not everyone has a sob story. So stop forcing it out of them, Matt. (laughs) I agree. And I have high hopes for this season. That's another takeaway I had. I feel like after the second episode, we're seeing some good one-on-one dates, much better than Tasha's season. Sorry, everyone did their best at the La Quinta, but there just wasn't that many options for these people. And so I feel like we're finally getting back to some excitement. So I'm really curious to see who's going to be a front runner in the upcoming episodes. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to bigger and better things than Matt. Let's talk about our book club real quick. Because not only do we watch The Bachelor, but we're literate. (laughs) We are literate. Literate girlies, just girly things we love to read. Um, If you guys remember, you loyal fans out there, December was – the book choice was One Day in December – 
and it was very exciting. So now we're going to recap it. We're trying to figure out the best way to do this book club with you guys so that we can all order the books together and read them together. Um, so we're going to recap the book one day in December, and then we're going to tell you about our next January pick. All right. This is my favorite book um, ever, which is saying a lot because I'm not even that into Hallmark cheesy movies. This is one of my favorite books ever. And for me personally, um, the part, I'm just going to say a part that, well, there are so many that stuck out, but two that stuck out in my mind because I haven't read it in a hot sec. One that sticks out is the friendship between Lori and Sarah and how totally. down from the beginning where they're moving down to their apartment and they're like, how do we do life without each other to the point where it's like 10 years after that. And they've been through all that they've been through. And Sarah is like, Lori, I bought you a train ticket. Go and get him. Like all of that is such a pure, honest depiction of what it means to have a best friend. And if you think you have a best friend and it's not like that, then you don't have one. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to bring it to you. No, I totally agree. Their relationship is what kept me going, especially in the first half. Because when you handed me the book and told me that I should read it, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a little intimidating. It's like 500 pages or something. It is not 500. No way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's like 450. Like it's a thick boy. Like that is a big book, Ashley. (laughs) Welcome to AP Lit. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to Lit. But you said it was like a really good love story. And I was like, how can I be this interested in a love story for this long? Mm -hmm. But it's not just the love story between the guy and the girl. It's the friendship love story. And I think that's definitely what got us so freaking obsessed with it. Yeah. My second big point that I'm going to carry with me um, when I get married, fingers crossed, is the part when (laughs) Jack is breaking up with Sarah and they're like, we're almost, we're like almost perfect, but we're just not each other's like whatever, 100%. I don't remember verbatim, but like we we were it for each other, but we just weren't the number one for each other and we shouldn't settle for this was good enough. I know. And I think that was so brave of them too, because I think a lot of people are very content to settle for like their 80% because they're scared to start back over from ground zero. And like, you don't know what else is out there and you're like already comfortable, but they, they did it. They stuck it out and they found their 100%. Which is also, that's terrifying because I always think that what if I break up with someone because he, I think he's not the 100%. And then in retrospect, I'm like, I should have just stuck that one out. That was almost there. <laughs> almost the enough. gamble we take, the gamble <laughs> called life, I guess. Our life decisions weighing heavily. Um, and yeah. then at the very end, it's so ten- – who's going to produce this movie? Someone needs to get with the program. But at the Please, who do we have to pitch it to? I'll make a slide deck. <laughs> I know. I don't have money to produce it. I don't have any qualifications, but I want I want in. Um, but the very, very tail end, how um, – um, she goes to meet him at the radio station and his assistant is like, oh, here's some like, let me put some tinsel in your hair because that's what he talked about the first time he ever saw you on his news show. This small mm-hmm. detail like that melts me. And I also just liked the way that the storyline covered like such a chunk of their life. Like it was a whole decade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it never felt slow. Like the pace just really moved for me. And I think that's what I look for in a good book too. It really was a page turner for it just being about relationships um totally and then the guy that i would pick movie star that i would pick to play jack well i'll just say like one person but the person i would pick to play jack i don't know his name but the movie one day anne hathaway (laughs) and it takes place it's look it up yeah look it up for me the guy in it i don't think that this is jack in every scene in his life but in this specific movie one day he is jack his name is jim sturgis yeah everyone go look at jim 
Go look up Jim Sturgis if you want to see what we're thinking. I kind of forget who I cast. We actually did this really fun thing, you guys, where we all read this book together and decided to cast it ourselves. And so we found, like Ashley saying, actors that we pictured playing the storyline because everyone pictures different things when they read the same book. And we did a little cast reveal to each other over lunch one day. So if you're looking to do something fun with your girlfriends, I recommend doing that. It was really fun. We should put our cast up. Um, and then totally. who's one person you – do you have have any memory, any inkling of one person you chose? Um, well, okay. So this, the friend, Sarah, has red hair. And so I really pictured her as Isla Fisher. Oh, yes. I also chose that one and you got mad about it. <laughs> Yeah, I got mad because we didn't consult beforehand, but somehow we still picked the same redheaded actor. And also, I remember I was like, okay, she's a little bit older, you guys. I'm not sure if I should go with Isla Fisher or not. And you got riled. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? That's my best. Yeah. Okay. So our next book, um, drum roll, Abby. Drum roll, please. Our next book is called This Time Next Year. Yes. Okay. So if you were listening to the episode with our dear friend, Allie Corsi, where we talk all things Taylor Swift, it's two episodes back from this one. We actually do a little spoiler. We talk about um, this time next year being our January pick. It is very fitting for January because it is all centered around New Year's and it skips around between the lives of, of course, the boy and the girl that are in the relationship that we're looking at in the story and they have multiple encounters over the course of their lives and are you what page are you on right now ashley Mm -hmm. maybe like a cool 200 okay same I, i think i'm a little bit ahead of you but i think i'm starting to like certain aspects of the story more i think it's just really hard after one day in december for any i feel like live up to that i feel like this book is one day in december's like little sister who's like trying and we're like trying to recreate what we had with one day in december so we're like going for like a holiday pick that takes place in london but i'm just not i don't know i'll let you know if it measures up the taking place in london is really saving it for me and it's so picturesque like all the scenes it just makes me want to travel so bad again Mm mm-hmm I'm just going to read the one sentence summary for all the fans. So if you guys want to read along with us, you can order this time next year on Amazon Prime or wherever local bookstores. We love supporting local. But this um, handy old Google told me that it is a moving, joyful love story that explores the way fate leads us to the people we least expect, no matter what the odds. Their lives began together, but their worlds couldn't be more different. And after 30 years of missed connections, they're about to meet again. So yes, I think what I have been realizing as well on this story, again, trying really hard not to compare it to the relationships in one day in December, I think we just related so hard to the girls in One Day in December and like their friendship specifically, like and how much they would just drink wine and how like casual their conversations were. Totally. And, and then these girls, like I'm just having a really hard time relating to this friendship in particular. Like the friend really They're reminds me of Harper. for us. They're not uh, Sarah and Lori in One Day in December. Yes. We are all of our friend groups sitting around. The friend, Especially in um, One Day in December when they had to move off their apartment. God, that part yes. got me. <laughs> The friend Layla in this story reminds me of Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place. And it's like, I just feel like the weird outfits and the quirkiness, like it's really hard for me to relate to her and to like her. But at the same time, it's like, you know, broaden your horizons, find a new, new people. I'm sure like tons of people are relating to these characters and wouldn't relate to Sarah, Lori in One Day in December, you know, it's just like bunch of different people out there in the world but these people i don't know if they're for me i'm waiting till the I end i think though. the die coin is for me i love the 
male lead character in this. But um, yeah. so everyone get reading away and we'll recap this guy in a few weeks. Yeah, and we'll get on it earlier in the month, too, so that our next month's book pick we will have early on in February so we can go month by month and I'll be reading together. All right, so that's a wrap, everyone. Get to watching The Bachelor, get to reading the book, and we'll see you real soon.